Welcome to the Pokescast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the Wyoming beat writer for the Star Tribune. Uh, check out trib.com for all my coverage. Follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. Gags, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, there's a lot to be thankful for, for Wyoming fans that would not include uh, a Mountain West championship or the dream start to the basketball season. Really a brutal three days for the Wyoming Athletic Department. Let's start with the Boise State game, 2017 loss to Boise State. You know, Jaden Clemens, two costly interceptions in the last two minutes. Really a gut punch loss, devastating loss. You know, believe it or not, Kevin McKinney, who's been at Wyoming since the 1960s, I was talking to him about it, and he ranked it as the second most difficult loss he can remember behind the uh, bounce pass game in the 1960s to Colorado State. I said, what about the WAC championship against BYU or, you know, the Colorado, when they blew the Colorado game? There's, you know, there's a long list of games that Wyoming is, has blown, but he said this one was right up there at the top because this young team had such great chemistry they're at home. It was right there for the taking and just the emotional roller coaster that was the final minute. It just, you know, maybe, maybe it's recency bias, but right now it feels like one of the most devastating losses in Wyoming history. Yeah. Well, first round, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and, and everyone. And, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's still, it's still being talked about, obviously, you know, but, you know, I know a lot of fans were very frustrated, and I'll be honest, I was very disappointed to hear, see reactions of some fans. I know, you know, sports are emotional, fans are emotional. It's very disappointing um, to see how some fans reacted to it, of uh, whether it was regarding toward Jaden Clemens himself, the the coaching staff, and this and that. Um, it just, just is horrible, you know. It makes me, at times, was even embarrassed to, to be a Wyoming fan, seeing some of those reactions, but you know, Ryan, I'm sure, you know, you've talked about it. You've written about it. You did a great job covering it. You know, Craig Bull addressed it after the game, he addressed it this week in practice. Let's just kind of do a little rewind. I mean, I'm sitting there watching that game and when Alani fumbled and um, Harris picked it up and I'm just like, I mean, I was, I, I mean, I actually literally jumped off my couch doing this and I know, uh, Devon Harris is not a fat man, but I'm like, fat man running, you know, I mean, big line, you know, a line defensive end running. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I'm going to say this. I know Clemens struggled mightily in, in that game throwing the ball, but I liked the call on first down there to go for the win. I'll be honest. I don't know how you felt. And again, it's all hindsight now. I didn't like Wyoming's chances in overtime in this game. Again, it's who knows what would have happened. I'm saying you got to win it on that one play. I like the shot going for the win on first down. What there was one timeout left, take a shot. Now the execution of it, no, that was not good. I understand it wasn't a good throw. It was in double coverage. I, I get that. I like the call there, and then see what happens after that if you don't throw the interception. But that happens, you know. It, it's it's funny, Ryan, how you know after the border war, Jaden Clemens was the new hero of this football team, and now. After the the not just that interception, the interception even before that, you know, it's he's he's the goat, and that's that sports. Sports is one of the one things in this world, Ryan, that will humble you. Is one of the most humbling things. It it was very disappointing. Yeah, it was a gut punch. 
but you got to move on from it. You know, it almost kind of felt like the season was over. Well, according to, you know, the way some Wyoming fans reacted, just like children, you know, you would have thought the world was coming to an end. But, uh, you know, you still got one game left. You're going to have a bowl game. There's still a lot to play for here. Yeah, your Mountain West Championship or chance to play in the Mountain West Championship game ended. But it's a pretty gutsy effort, Ryan, because, you know, that was a good it's a good, that's a good Boise State team. Is it elite Boise State good? No, I, I don't think so, but they're good. They're very good. Um, yeah, it's, it was a gut punch, but I don't know about you. I liked the call. I liked the decision, what they wanted to do on first down. Obviously, I didn't like the execution of it. I certainly didn't like that, but I like that call. I, I'm curious, you know, after you've had some time to let this simmer a bit, what was what, what was your take on that whole scenario? I agree that they should have been aggressive and should have gone for a touchdown to win the game. I mean, you're basically gifted a last second chance to win the game and take the lead in the Mount Division. Uh, you know, it, obviously, Clemens got the call and just went for it. And, you know, if if a more experienced quarterback would have realized that J.L. Skinner, who just intercepted you, is there in double coverage and it has no prayer of working. So it's unfortunate, like you said, the execution, but you know, it's funny or I guess not funny, but you know, Craig did not give himself the 10 minute cooling down period. He came right into the media room, which he admitted was a mistake. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Cody Tucker asked a really good first question right off the bat. Um, which was essentially, you know, Jaden Clements had three completions all game and was obviously struggling. What gave you the confidence in him to to let him go for the win there? Which is a, a good question. Now, obviously, it's a tough question when you're in that emotional state that Craig was and he kind of snapped and, and was defensive about it. But on Monday, you know, cooler heads prevailed and he explained in more detail his rationale. And one of the rationale was, that they had lost so many players to injuries, including uh, Trayton Welch was not out there at that time. Uh, You know, there was just a lack of weapons there. You know, their defensive line was in in shambles, although Ethan Drews, a third stringer, forced the fumble. Uh, Just an amazing effort by by the team. But they were shorthanded. Boise State has, you know, that elite quarterback, you know, or he's on the way to being an elite quarterback and Halani and a good defense. So you don't like your chances in overtime, like you said. So I agree with the aggression. It's unfortunate that Clemens threw into double coverage. I mean, you can second guess all you want. Do you, do you run Swin one time with a timeout and see if he can break one? Do you try and get him in the flat? Do you try and find Parker Christensen, et cetera, et cetera? There's clearly the play they designed, Boise State had defended. So it's unfortunate, but it's uh, it's in the past now. I think uh, it's hard to to I guess look ahead to next year because, as Jeff Linder knows, nothing is guaranteed. But this is a team that only introduced four players on senior night, only one on defense. They've developed incredible depth by necessity on the interior of the defensive line. They've developed depth, you know, in the secondary with Rook Brown and now Buck Coors is on his way back. So, you know, it and Boise State had a lot of great seniors out there. So on one hand, you know, Wyoming's a 14-point dog and, and almost wins the Mountain Division and 
On the other hand, you don't get those opportunities very often and you let it slip away. So it's just, uh, it, it was a tough night for Wyoming football. I can tell you that. And I think Friday night is going to be difficult as well for this program because it's senior night for Jake Hayner. You know, I know Fresno's won the West, but they're going to be emotional. They, like Boise State, have a long list of great senior players, including mm-hmm. Jake Hayner. Um, so it's going to be a tough task physically and emotionally for Wyoming to get up for Fresno State. I think they will, but it's going to be tough to keep up on the scoreboard with those guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Fresno's playing at the level where we thought they were going to be playing all year, and if Hayner doesn't get hurt, you know, maybe – Fresno rolls this season, but again, who, who knows? But I don't know about you, Ryan. I, you know, Boise is playing. If it's not playing the best football in the league, it's playing some of it. But so is Fresno State. I'm not sure Fresno is not playing better right now than Boise State. And you know, these are clearly the two best teams in the Mountain West as we as we speak. And you know, maybe they hadn't shown it all season, but uh, it's a tough way to end the season when you got to play the top two teams in the league. But that's just the way it is. So it'll be interesting to see how this team bounce back. This Wyoming team bounces back. I mean, this has been a resilient team all season, Ryan. When you think they're kind of down, or their youth's going to catch up, or this or that's going to catch up, they always seem to surprise us in some way, shape, or form. And you know, this may be its biggest task to bounce back, just from you know an emotional loss. You mentioned some of the injuries. Who knows who's going to be out there for that matter on 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 Friday night. So it'll be interesting to see. But you know say this about this Wyoming team it is resilient and we'll we'll see that's why you play them right that's why you don't play these games on paper thank goodness this would be as disappointing as the Boise State game was if Wyoming beats Fresno State that would be one of the more impressive wins I would think uh just you know Fresno State is rolling you look at Hayner's stats just in the last four weeks he's done more than Wyoming's passing game has done all season uh he's an amazing player you know, obviously he had the high ankle sprain and that derailed, you know, their opportunity to maybe be in the mix for a New Year's Six Bowl even. They had a dreadful one and four start. Uh, so credit them for bouncing back and, you know, maybe not achieving some of the goals they had despite the adversity they went through. You know, I would say Boise State's probably going to be a two and a half point favorite in the Mountain West Championship game because of the blue turf advantage. But you know, both of those teams deserve to be where they are just based on coming back from bad Septembers. You know, Wyoming had a bad August, <laughs> you know, getting crushed by Illinois and and they bounced back. I think, you know, they're, the teams at the top of the Mountain West earned that and Wyoming's right up there. Unfortunately, the timing for Wyoming with divisions going away next year doesn't help them this year. If there were no divisions, this game would be to get a rematch with Boise. So, uh, you know, they're, that's how close Wyoming was this year, despite losing to Boise, you know, next year, if they were in the same situation, they could maybe get a rematch with a win like this. But, uh, you know, timing is everything in life. And Wyoming came up just short on their timing this year. Yeah, just short. But again, I mean, you kind of look at the big picture, Ryan, again, there's still football. There's one game to, on Friday. There's a bowl game to upcome, you know, upcoming don't know how many people feel, but, you know, look, you would have said at the start of the year, this team is going to go to a bowl game. And, you know, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, I think we were fairly optimistic there that that was a chance for this team, both you and I, Ryan, but I still, I don't know, I'm not trying to speak for you. To me, it was a little bit of a long shot, though. 
because a lot of things would have to go right, we felt, for that to happen. And look at all the things. I mean, there's still a lot of football left. I mean, it almost kind of even sounds like doing this this pod with you is kind of talking like we're wrapping up the season. No, there, there's still some football left. And, you know, it's be interesting. I don't know what fans think now, I, honestly. And, again, after seeing some of that reaction, I really don't care. It's very disappointing to see some of that stuff. But I'm interested to see what this team, how this team approaches it moving forward. You know, what, what, what's going on in the locker room? What's going on in the heads of these guys and the coaches of what, of, of how they want to conclude their season? Cause they can still, they can still accomplish a lot of things. They can still, you know, do a lot of things, succeed in a lot of other areas and how that's, all, that's on them now to see how they want to kind of try to end this thing. So I'm interested to see how that's going to turn out. Yeah. Social media is a race to the bottom as Charles Barkley likes to say. So I don't, get caught up in a lot of that stuff. I think most people that follow me and that subscribe to a newspaper are are pretty even keeled. You know, I think uh, people that don't read and and don't write and are kind of ignorant, um, you know, have their views and that's fine. That's, that's what it's all about. Everyone should have their opinion. Um, But I will say this. I don't know if, if fans are, you know, have a sense of dread that the the portal is coming and that this was their one shot. But the sense I get talking to players and coaches, even Jay Savell yesterday, you know, I asked him about the portal and he said, he's talked to, you know, the players about it. And then they get the sense, of course, there's going to be transfers. Every program is going to have them. That's the nature of the beast, but they get the sense that the vast, vast majority of this particular team, this group, that has this tight knit relationship will be back next season. And, and a lot of them the season after that, and that the window is not closed now, you know, as I've alluded to the Wyoming basketball team had, you know, EK coming back, Maldonado coming back, they add all these pieces and, and all of a sudden, you know, due to injuries and, and everything, you know, their dreams are not dead, but their at-large hopes are already on thin ice. So you'd never know. But my sense is that this team will be back next season, uh, mostly intact. And then, you know, they'll wind it up again. And you look at that schedule, it, you know, it, next year could be a special season. But you're right. There's still football to play this year. You know, Fresno State game Friday and then a bowl game. I was, you know, I remember doing an interview with uh, someone in Illinois and, and they were asking me about the portal losses and, and how bad is this team going to be? And I said, I think they're going to be the same record as last year, six and six, win a bowl, seven and six around that area. But they will be a much better team because their schedule is a lot harder, a much better culture, just based on what I saw in the spring. And I was right. And they may only be you know, one game better uh, if they if they lose to Fresno, you know, seven and five versus six and six. But the feel of it is so much different. It's mm-hmm. night and day. Yeah, it is. It's I don't know about you. And we've alluded to this, Ryan, you know, we'll see how this ends up. But, you know, to me, this has been if this is not Craig Bowles best job of coaching since he's been at Wyoming, it has to be in the top two or three. I think, I mean, based on everything that had happened and, and, and everything like that. And, you know, you know, some say, well, you're just, you know, you're, you're promoting the mediocrity. That's pretty much all this is up. Well, say what you want, but for everything that, that this program faced since the end of that potato bowl win last season, 
to have this team where it's at right now and and even leading into last week i i think it's if to me it's his to me it is craig's best best coaching job since he's been at wyoming here so again you know it'll just be interesting to see how they how they finish this thing out you know what's left in the tank for friday for one thing for the short term and then what happens down the road and you're right it'll, this off season will every off season is interesting whether you lose a bunch of guys through the portal or seniors or you think you have guys coming back with the, the portal now makes every off season even that much more interesting even though they always are you know the recruiting and all this stuff so it'll, it'll be interesting but um yeah you know a lot to look forward to down the road but i'm very curious about the the immediate future starting with friday night all right well let's uh let's talk about somebody who is winning big and that's gags on picks robert you were five and one last week i was also five and one i think you got the wyoming game wrong actually <laughs> they did cover good i know i knew i had gotten that one wrong and so yeah yeah otherwise you know we're both five and one i'm 12 and six in november you're 14 and four in november you know we we promised a november to, to remember and we're delivering on our picks so let's let's keep it rolling one more week here. Uh Utah State plus 16 at Boise State 10 a.m. Friday on CBS, the big CBS. Um you know Utah State's done a great job getting bowl eligible after their bad start. That's a a fourth Mountain West team that's really rallied uh after a bad start. Uh you know, we've talked about it. They're good when Laga is healthy and they're kind of a mess when he's not. So um, I am going to take the Aggies to cover 16. I think Boise State obviously wins. Um, but, you know, Boise State coming off an emotional win at Wyoming and maybe looking ahead a little bit to the Mountain West Championship game, I'll take the Aggies. I like that pick, Ren. I'm, I'm going to go with you there. I like the Aggies to cover that. Be hard-pressed to think they're going to go into Boise and win. But, uh, um, you know, Again, sometimes Boise at home, you would think they're just going to roll people like they had in over in previous years, but they they don't. You know, at least more often, at least some, a lot of times they don't when you think they will. So I, I I like Boise to win it. It wouldn't shock me if they cover that, but I I like how Utah State's playing and how they rallied. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Aggies to cover. Yeah, the Aggies better get used to that blue turf. I have a feeling they're a strong candidate for the Potato Bowl. Uh, <laughs> New Mexico plus seven and a half at Colorado State, one thirty Friday on CBS Sports Network. I will take the Rams to end on a positive note and roll the lifeless Lobos. Yeah, you know, I thought, you know, Colorado State, you know, yeah, I think they get off the schneid, and you're you're getting seven and a half at home, you know. I mean, New Mexico can't score, Ryan. We've been saying this every week. It's just, we sound like a broken record there. And I think there's enough weapons there for CSU. I think Horton has a big game. Um, I think the Rams kind of put it together and they'll go out on a, on a positive note for Jane Overell's first season. So, you know, I don't know if it's, it may be one of the ugliest games, probably be maybe somewhat close, but I, I do like the Rams to, to, to cover that and, and probably win it. All right, Saturday, Hawaii plus 15 at San Jose State. And I'm not even sure this is on TV. I think it's on Spectrum at uh, 1.30 on Saturday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, I, I just don't know what the motivation is here. Is Hawaii 
really geared up to beat Siobhan Cordero, or is it the other way around, the Hawaii transfer, San Jose State quarterback? I do know that the Spartans need to get back on track. They've really wilted down the stretch. Obviously, they looked like the West Division favorite when they beat Wyoming and Laramie, and they've really struggled since that point, losing last week to Utah State to get the Aggies Bowl eligible. I'm going to take Cordero to uh, finish with a big win over his former team and get them back on track. I'll take Sparty, but I don't feel great about it. Hawaii um, could definitely cover, but I'll go with Spartans. You know, Hawaii, you know, beat UNLV at home last week to keep the Rebels from getting bowl eligible, I believe. And, you know, Hawaii's got a ways to go yet. And, yeah, I'm I'm still a little befuddled about San Jose State, but I think the Spartans win it. Wouldn't surprise me if they put it all together, but I think, you know, I, I don't know certainly what's going on in the Hawaii locker room, but I bet there's some motivation there. So I, I'm going to go with the with the Warriors to cover that. I, I you know, well, I San Jose should roll and maybe they will, but I just there's my gut's telling me to go with the with that's a decent amount of points. So I'm going with the Warriors to cover that. All right, we have Nevada plus twelve and a half at UNLV, four p.m. Mountain West Network. The Rebels are in the tank. They should have went to a bowl. They're not going to a bowl. I think Marcus Royal suddenly is on a little bit of a hot seat. Depends what their financial situation is there and how the new athletic director feels about him. But really a disappointing finish to the season. I, I think we've talked about it. They they got off to that great start. You know, they were in position to get to a bowl and they just faded. So uh, I'm going to let you go first because I'm going to probably fade you because I have to catch up uh, even if I don't like my picks. So. Uh, who do you have in the uh, battle for the Fremont Canyon? You know, it's it's a rivalry game. You know, I think there's been fights a lot at, during or after a lot of these games, you know, so we know it's very emotional, and I, that's a lot of points in a rivalry game. My gut tells me UNLV puts it together and, 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 and rolls them, but I just, you know, this would really mean a lot to Nevada in their first year. I don't think Nevada wins it. I do think UNLV wins, but there's a. I'm just going to go with the Wolfpack to cover that for the 12 and a half points. I don't know how they do it, Ryan. I'll be honest. I have no clue how they do it. I'm just going with the with the underdog to cover that and see what happens. All right, I'll take the Rebels, the Fighting Arroyos. See if he can keep <laughs> his job and get a little momentum going into next year. Uh, Air Force minus one and a half at San Diego State. This is a, you know, a really good game between two teams that didn't quite get to the level we thought they were going to get to, um, but they are playing well down the stretch. Um, you know, uh, San Diego State's getting better quarterback play. They're at home, um, but I'm going to take the Falcons here. I, I just think, you know. They're on the cusp, if they win this one, of getting another 10-win season for Troy Calhoun. I don't know if he'll ever leave Air Force, but I would think a lot of t- uh, programs with coaching vacancies would would be wise to at least take a look at him. I'm speaking to uh, the administration in Boulder specifically there. So uh, I will take the Falcons to grind out a win on the road and cover one and a half. I like that too. I, I do like San Diego, the way San Diego State's playing, and I really think they may have found their quarterback of the future there. You know, I mean, I'm, he's not—he's done some very good things that I've when I've seen him play. I don't think he's the, like the next surefire pro quarterback, but they're—they're they're getting it done. But man, that's 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 that option. Yeah, I got to go with I got to go with Air Force to cover this one as well. All right, and finally. 
Wyoming plus 15 at Fresno State, 8 p.m. Fox Sports 1. We've kind of talked about it, but we didn't really talk about the quarterback situation. You know, obviously, Jaden Clemens, as you mentioned, was the Border War hero and the Boise State GOAT. That's life in sports. I've never seen a guy, you know, having tears, grateful tears of joy one week and then being tormented, <laughs> tormented tears the next week to those extremes before. Um, you know, I think the team still put their arms around him. I, I know they were devastated, but. You know, they like Jaden Clemens, and he has talent, and he had an awful first start. Uh, Andrew Peasley entered the week in concussion protocol. You know, he had been struggling, you know, passing the ball as well before his injury at Colorado State. So we don't know exactly who the starter is going to be. I would think if if Peasley's cleared, you probably definitely go with him just based on a confidence situation. But uh, if Clemens has to go, I guess – you know, you can try and have another dramatic turnaround <laughs> from last week and make it three wild, continue the roller coaster ride. Um, but the problem is the other quarterbacks, Jake Hayner. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the, uh, the Bulldogs to cover 15. Yeah, I am too, Ryan. I just, you know, I thought, you know, Boise may come into Laramie last week and roll and that's a testament to Wyoming and also a testament of my inability to, to read this Wyoming team, you know, uh, at least this year. But I just think, I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of people there. It's their senior night. Yeah, I know Fresno's already got the, the the Mountain West Championship game locked, so there's not that. But they're just rolling, you know, and I just think they're going to continue rolling. I don't know who Wyoming's going to be able to roll out there defensively. Um, you mentioned the quarterback. I just think this team is, I mean, it's not just – it's more – I think I'm going with this pick more than not that of Wyoming's struggles or inabilities right now. I just think Fresno's that good right now. I honestly think I think they're playing better than Boise right now, and it, it's close. Don't get me wrong; it's not a wide gap there. I just think they're the best team in the league as of, as we speak right now. So I think they they send Jake Hayner out on a roll, um, and I think I hope I'm wrong, but I I think they they cover that. I, I think this could be a long night for the Cowboys on on Friday. Yeah, it should be noted that Jay Savell. Last year, Wyoming's defense held Hainer under 100 yards passing. He did have two touchdowns. The problem there was that Wyoming did not score. 17-0 lost Fresno at home, which really sent Fresno on a path to a memorable double-digit win season, whereas Wyoming crumbled after that game, you know, just not getting any quarterback play from from Chambers or Levi Williams. So, uh you know, it should be noted that I'm sure Savell will have a great plan. You know, we don't know if Jordan Bertinoli will be back or not. You know, I would I would doubt that considering he tried to give it a go against Boise, whatever his injury is, lower leg, couldn't do it. Uh, but, you know, you had Gavin Myers and Ethan Drews and, and, and Caleb Robinson. And, you know, it's amazing, you know, the effort that they've given. And like we've talked about, that's going to bode well if, if Cole Goodbow comes back and obviously Jordan Bertinoli will probably come back. So, you know, it's a bright future there on the defensive line for sure. When you look at Devon Harris and, and Braden Siders and, and, you know, Omotosho, and then, you know, the guy they really love Sebastian Harsh, you know, I saw him smiling and walking around and, and coming through the media session, you know, on Monday and saying he's, 
he's going to be back stronger than ever. So, uh, you know, there is a good vibe still, you know, in, in the Wyoming locker room, but this is a tall task. I think you were probably at this game, but I, I would think Titus Swin needs to, uh, you know, summon his inner Brian Hill from 2014. Uh, what do you remember about that game? I mean, that's, that's the kind of effort it's going to take to win this game. Well, I remember going into that game feeling a lot like I felt like this game where it's like, all right, Wyoming's coming in here. They're they're still trying to get their, you know, feet wet or, you know, established under Craig Bowl. I just thought they were going to get trucked. And, you know, then Brian Hill just went nuts. And that just, you know, spiraled into pretty much anything Wyoming tried to do that night, Ryan, worked for them. And, I mean, that was one of the bigger surprises of, of the Wyoming games I've covered, at least in Craig Bowl's time, that I'm like, I didn't see that coming from from anywhere. So something like that could happen. You know, you never know. Wyoming gets off to a good start. You know, you never know. You know, that's why that's why you play these. I certainly don't wouldn't like Wyoming's chances if they got down early, down big early. You know, a couple scores, a couple touchdowns. Then it's might oh boy, here we go. But yeah, if 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 it's Titus Swin or Joey Braj or someone, you know, someone on offense, you know makes a couple of plays, gets off to a good start. Confidence is a big thing in football, especially with this team. It seems like when this team gets confidence going, it can really it can really spiral into some good things. So, you know, maybe take something like that. But to me, it's going to take some some very, not miraculous, just some very big things, you know, for this team to to come away with a victory in Fresno. But again, that's that's why you play them. So let's see what happens. Yeah, I saw a clip from, from Hayner's, you know, press availability earlier this week. and. He was already tearing up. They have at least 13 seniors that are going to be introduced, including, you know, Jordan Mims and some of their best defensive players. So they're going to be very emotional. That can go one of two ways. Either they come out like gangbusters and blow Wyoming out, or they get off to a shaky start until the emotions simmer down and maybe Wyoming can grab a lead and maybe the offensive line can establish win and all of a sudden – uh, it's going to be a four-quarter game, which Wyoming has, you know, been able to do against good teams this year. You know, they, including last week against Boise State, they made it a fourth-quarter game and almost almost stole it. So, uh, you know, it could go one of two ways. Uh, I'm picking the blowout way, which could be good news for Craig Bowl and company, that it could be uh, a memorable ending to a, a memorable season. Um, I would – Say let's wrap up on basketball, but I'm going to go with the the Green Day song. Wake me when Sep- wake me when September ends. Wake me when November ends. It's been a disastrous start for these guys, and they're three and three, and they have one more game in November. Let's just see what this team is when when they get healthy, and you know they might have to just get healthy and 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 see what they can do in Las Vegas and. It's maybe a little too early to say that, but you know, let's just wait and see on on the uh, the basketball team and, and finish on finish up this football season. What do you say? Yeah, it's 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 tough. You know, the Virgin Islands thing didn't go well, and then losing Maldonado. You know, hopefully that's not a long term thing. That in their next game is what November thirtieth, Ryan. So hopefully, you know, maybe Maldo can get back and they can keep just trying to establish themselves of what needs what needs to be done whether it's lineup wise chemistry wise execution wise to you know until ek can come back but you know 
Look, and I'm not making excuses. I know Jeff Linder told you this after the loss to Boston College. Like, look, you lose your top two players. I don't care if you're Kansas or you're Duke or you're Wyoming. You're gonna you lose your top two players. It's going to affect you. But that's the reality of it now. It's you know. So let's see. Let's let's get them healthy. Let's let's see what happens. But you know, let's just see how they muddle through this. You know, we talk about how adversity can oftentimes you know tear tear a team apart or it can bring you together well this is some very early season adversity that not many anticipated how does Jeff Linder keep this team together keep working keep grinding and uh and not just get ready for whether it's conference play or maybe even the Mountain West tournament just get ready for the next game you know what's how's this going to work I think Jeff Linder and his staff are really going to earn their money here over these next few weeks of just not just keeping this you know they can't keep them healthy they have no control over the health of this team but how are they going to keep them together and how are they going to figure out ways to try to be competitive and win games. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm with you, Ron. Wake me up when November's done, you know. Maybe wake me up in January. You know, just let's maybe skip to the conference season, but we can't we can't fast forward that fast, I guess. I will say this. If they do get EK back and Maldo back and, and figure out their rotation and compete near the top of the Mountain West, I think the NCAA selection committee would consider – this start as okay they didn't have ek maldonado was hurt against boston college they will factor those things in but let's face it they're up against it right now and maybe they shouldn't even think about the ncaa tournament i wouldn't just think oh, about, i don't think right just I, think I about getting better and see what happens in february and march so i don't think they should have been thinking about it i mean obviously you know there's a lot of hype and a lot of speculation and all the preseason stuff that's probably not but shouldn't have been thinking about it from day one i mean you just this is this is november you work to get better you do this and that but yeah well if they were then especially not now just just work to get better work to get better every day get healthy and just try to win games it's just 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 win games to do the best you can to win games at this point yeah it's interesting i i went to the cowgirls game yesterday and they they rolled regis they beat rolled du a few nights before that and you know i covered the gonzaga game which the Cowgirls had Gonzaga beat and just Gonzaga's great player made some plays down the stretch and Wyoming missed some shots down the stretch and Gonzaga won uh, by two points and, and got out of Laramie with a win. Since that night, Gonzaga has taken down uh, a top five-ish uh, a team in uh, Louisville and a top 20 team in Tennessee. So... Uh, the Cowgirls are also 500 at two and two, but they feel completely different. I'm sure than than the men's team right now. Yeah, I'm sure they do. And you know the you know the Gonzaga that was that was a gut wrenching one for the girl for the women. You know losing to Gonzaga, but you know maybe a, a sign of things to come. I think they have a chance to have an, a, a very good season. You know, congratulations to Heather Zell with her first couple of victories as the Wyoming head coach and. You know, now, you know, a little tougher competition will be coming and just see what happens. But I still think this women's, you know, the cowgirls are going to be around. You know, I don't know if they win the Mountain West. I don't know where they finish. But no matter where they finish, I mean, I think they're going to be upper half at worst case scenario. And then you get in the tournament, you never know. This this team's going to be around. I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams in this league in the Mountain West are really going to want to have anything to do with the cowgirls when it comes conference play or even the conference tournament because that's just what they do. You know, so let's kind of see how that progresses. But um, congratulations to Coach Zell. Hopefully there's a lot more of those victories to come down the road. Yeah, Ellison Fertig with 21 rebounds against DU. And then uh, Grace Ellis, you know, who gets to play the four next to Fertig is really having a great season. So 
you know, and obviously they have Tommy Olson and Quinn Weideman and uh, a lot of good players. So that'll be a, a fun team to track as well. So, all right, Robert, I want to wish you a, a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, have a great weekend and uh, we'll wrap up the regular season next week. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you and, and safe travels to Fresno. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. If you uh, are this deep into the podcast, you must tolerate it or even like it. So tell your friends or your dad or whoever, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.